letting you know what's going on without going on and on and on. Welcome to a fast-paced way to get caught up on all the day's biggest local stories from News Talk 830-WCCO. This is the All Local. With Wednesday's WCCO All Local, I'm Laura Oaks. Today's stories include a Minnesota woman's case going all the way to the U.S. Supreme Court, more updates on our spring flooding, and the end of the road for the Timberwolves this season. But we'll start with the Minneapolis chapter of the NAACP suing the Minneapolis Police Department for using covert social media accounts to spy on the organization. The lawsuit alleges officers posed as black community members to gain access to the organization and track the activity of its members. A nearly year-long investigation by the state human rights department confirmed the practice, according to attorney Liliana Zaragoza with the University of Minnesota's Racial Justice Law Clinic. The police department already had some policies in place that should have prevented this behavior. So the police department was violating some of its own policies already by doing this. Zaragoza says that while the Human Rights Department investigation ultimately resulted in a consent decree dictating how the MPD must operate moving forward, it does not compensate for the wrongdoings that have already occurred. She says they're seeking punitive damages against the officers involved. I'm Steve Simpson. The Minnesota House debating a public safety bill well into the night last night that included a couple of gun safety proposals, one requiring universal background checks, the other allowing for extreme risk protection laws, otherwise known as red flag laws. They would allow family members or law enforcement to petition a court to temporarily suspend someone's access to guns if they are a threat to themselves or others. Just before midnight, though, the House adjourned, tabling both measures. It's unclear when those bills will come back up for a vote. I'm Mark Fry. Hennepin County sold Geraldine Tyler's apartment for $40,000 and kept every penny. Lawyers for the now 94-year-old Tyler say the county violated constitutional protections against having property taken without just compensation and excessive fines. A legal foundation representing Tyler says Minnesota is among a dozen states and the District of Columbia that allows local jurisdictions to keep the excess money. The county says Tyler could have sold the property and kept whatever was left after paying off the mortgage in taxes. Mark Fry, News Talk 830 WCCO. We've reached the peak of spring flooding in Minnesota. WCCO Susie Jones has more. Most of the state's rivers have either already crested or will be in the next couple of days. But when those waters recede, the cleanup and damage assessment begins. Homeland Security and Emergency Management Interim Director Kevin Reed says that means before any roads can be reopened, they need to look at what damage the floods have done in order to apply for help to fix it. St. Louis County and the city of Duluth is looking at about $2 million in damage already, and that's without, you saw up in the Arrowhead, all that water being gone yet. The National Weather Service says the forecast looks pretty good with drier weather expected. They say the situation should improve across the state. A fire at a South Minneapolis apartment complex sends three people to the hospital. Here's Mark Fry. Fire crews responded just before 10.30 last night to the apartment building at 60th and Lindale Avenue South. At least two people were rescued off their balconies. Another person was rescued from a smoke-filled hallway. Eli Addison is a resident there. I'm sure everything's been drenched and drowned. I'm sure there's been a lot of financial loss and loss for people in general. But luckily, no lives. Three firefighters were treated for overexertion, and one was treated for a dislocated thumb. No word yet on how the fire started. Investigators say the building did not have a sprinkler system and that the standpipes malfunctioned. What are we going to do? 
roll the wheelchairs out into the streets. Minnesota House Republicans are taking issue with the amount of money that the Health and Human Services bill includes to support nursing homes in the state. But DFL State Representative Mohamed Noor, the chair of the Human Services Finance Committee, says the bill includes, among other things, more money for certified nursing assistants to address the shortage of workers. We're investing $85 million to address the workforce shortage, and we are also going to be investing to support those nursing homes that are struggling. Susie Jones, News Talk 830 WCCO. New data from the Minnesota Department of Health showing a rise in the number of syphilis cases. Officials say there was a 25% increase in the number of cases between 2021 and 2022. Other sexually transmitted diseases like chlamydia and gonorrhea were down. HIV infections were also down during that time. I'm Steve Simpson. As expected, the DFL-controlled House did pass a bill to legalize recreational marijuana. The cannabis industry in Minnesota facing several challenges before becoming fully functioning. Republican House Minority Leader Lisa Damoth says other states that have legalized recreational pot are still having problems with the black market. The black market will always be the source of cheaper, tax-free product that people will always seek out. This bill does not establish guardrails to deter Minnesotans from the black market cannabis products and therefore will not meet the goal of ensuring that we have a safe, regulated product within our state. But DFL House Majority Leader Jamie Long points out... We've heard that a black market will continue. Well, you know what? We'll guarantee we have a black market not passing this bill. The Senate is set to vote on the bill this Friday. Here we go with 2.2 left. Down by three in game five. Conley to trigger in. It comes into Ant. One dribble. Pull up. Contested. Right angle. Three at the buzzer. It's off the back iron. And the Nuggets escape. 112-109 to win the series in five games. The Timberwolves fell short in Denver Tuesday night, which brings the season to an end. Carl Anthony Towns says despite the loss, he's proud of the way they fought back. We always seem to be a team that fights really hard when our backs are against the wall and things are not going our way. But we got to um, take that fight, utilize it early on in, in games and stuff like that. So we just got to be a better team. You know, we just got to come out better, do better. All of us is not and, and, and was a, it was fantastic. Um, series. Uh, I think we all have a part in this. Thanks for listening to WCCO's All Local. You can find each day's All Local and all of our podcasts at WCCORadio.com or by downloading the Odyssey app. I'm Laura Oaks, News Talk 830 WCCO.